This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 43 with Donata Kalninate. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher. Hello everyone, MC Lobshire and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. If you are an entrepreneur looking to start an online business or you have an existing business and you're looking to establish an online presence, you're going to find today's episode valuable since we are going to be looking at a legal checklist of what you should have in place for your online presence and the contracts that you should have established with partners, freelancers, and other vendors that will be doing the work for you. We're also going to look at what contracts you should have in place with your clients. Now, it's really important to have your business set up the correct way to ensure proper asset protection. And we covered asset protection and business entity structures with Rich Dad Advisor Garrett Sutton in episode 29. If you haven't listened to episode 29, I would highly recommend that you go back and listen to that episode. Many of us, when we start a business online or offline, have a lot of questions, such as, how do I set up an online business? What are essential pieces to have in place for an online startup business? How do I set up legal disclaimers like terms and conditions, privacy, and affiliate disclaimers correctly on my website? Is it just okay to have generic disclaimer templates for these legal disclaimers? What can I do to protect myself from copyright infringes and intellectual property infringes on my website? What website contracts should an entrepreneur and business owner have in place, even if they've just launched their business and their business is small? What contracts should an online business owner and entrepreneurs have with graphic designers, online business development and marketing partners, and freelance professionals? What contracts should you have set up with your partner if you have one going into business with you? What contracts should I have with my clients if I'm providing value to them through a service or a product from an online distribution? It's really important to think about all these questions when you're starting an online business or offline, even if you're starting small. As you can tell, guys, this is a very important episode. In the world today and in the new economy, you have to have your ducks in a row when it comes to legal matters. It doesn't matter where in the world you reside, if you're going to do business online, you have to have this area covered. My guest today is Donata Kalinate, and she's the owner of Agency Attorneys. She's a graduate of the John Marshall Law School, and while in law school, she was a member at the Business Enterprise Law Clinic, B-Law, which helps disadvantaged and minority entrepreneurs establish and grow their businesses. While at B-Law, Donata learned that every client should be treated with dignity and respect, no matter how small their business is, and that sharing the knowledge leads to a win-win situation for everyone. Donata has also served as a chief operating officer and in-house counsel at a software development agency until it was successfully acquired. She learned about the risks inherent in software development and running a startup. 
Working at a startup has helped her refine her skills and increased her knowledge, thereby enabling her to understand her customers' needs better. Donata is originally from Lithuania, and she moved to the United States at the age of 12. Before we are joined by Donata, just a reminder that you can download any book for free. When you try Audible for 30 days, you can grab your free trial and audio book download at cashflowninja.com forward slash free book download. You can also support the show by doing your Amazon shopping through our homepage at cashflowninja.com forward slash Amazon. It doesn't cost you anything, and it supports the show. And all of our show notes and past shows can, can be accessed at cashflowninja.com. You can also join our community and mailing list by texting the word CashflowNinja, one word, all capitalized, to 44222. That's two fours and three twos. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to the Cashflow Ninja podcast with your host, MC Lobsher. You must be prepared to ignite. Donato, welcome to the show. Thank you. Can you uh, please share a little bit about your background and your journey in the legal field and as an entrepreneur? Um, yeah, of course. So I'm a graduate of the John Marshall Law School in Chicago. And while there, um, I was a member in the Business Enterprise Law Clinic, where we provided free legal assistance to entrepreneurs in minority or disadvantaged neighborhoods. Um, while there, I really developed a passion for helping startups and small business owners. During law school, um, I was also the chief operating officer of a software development firm that has since been acquired. Um, that was an amazing experience, and I really learned a lot about running a business and being an entrepreneur. I think that I've always had the entrepreneurial streak and mindset. And after graduation, I opened up my own law firm, Agency Attorneys. A large part of my audience are looking to start an online business. How would you recommend then for them to set up their online business to ensure that they have the best asset protection for this online business? So to start an online business the right way, um, one must open up a legal entity. So for example, an LLC or a corporation. What a lot of people do not realize is that if you do not file for a legal entity, then you're operating as a sole proprietor or a partnership if you have partners. In that case, if someone sues you and wins, they could potentially take your personal assets, such as your house or your car. Now, what type of legal entity you want for your business will depend largely on whether or not you have partners or investors and what the equity situation is. Um, to start an online business, you should also have terms and conditions on your website so that your clients can feel more comfortable about the legitimacy of your business. Terms and conditions help reduce disputes because there's complete transparency of what is going to happen if, for example, someone needs a refund or a cancellation. Now, let's talk about website contracts. So can you please share what website contracts an entrepreneur and business owner should have in order even if they just launch their business and their business is small and what benefits they deliver? Of course. Um, so first, one should have terms and conditions. Terms and conditions are essentially a contract between you and everyone who visits or uses your website. These are important because you can disclaim liability if, for example, you have a third-party link on your website and someone is injured by the third-party link because it contains a virus. Um, furthermore, you can set certain rules that allow you to retain greater control over your website. For example, you can set a rule that comments cannot be racist, sexist, or explicit. If someone posts something like that, then you can just take it down. 
If you're an online seller, you can also specify shipping, return, and cancellation policies. Customers like knowing these policies before they purchase something, and having everything set forth at the beginning makes your business look more legitimate. Also, by setting out all the rules in the beginning, you reduce the chance of lawsuits because everyone knows what their roles and responsibilities are. Um, Second website contract that you should have is a privacy policy. If you're collecting information from the users and visitors of your website, you're required by law to have a privacy policy. So, for example, if you're collecting names, addresses, and billing information, then you must have a privacy policy. If you do not collect information, or even if you do collect information, customers want to know that. There's increased interest in how personal information is used, and people are worried about those types of issues. Therefore, when you provide what you will be doing with that information, it will put your customers at ease. Now, you have noted that just using generic templates for website legal disclaimers like terms and conditions, privacy, and affiliate disclaimers is not the best way to set up them. Can you please explain why you would advise not using generic templates? Of course. Um, So I actually did a study on a few template contracts that I found online um, just by using Google. Overall, these contracts are just simply insufficient. Um, They're often missing key sections, such as how to solve disputes, warranty provisions, and client responsibilities. By using template contracts, um, one is giving up on certain rights just because they're not included in the contract. Also, these templates are not specific for your business. So what is right for an online magazine may not be right for a construction business. Every business faces unique risks and challenges, and the contract should mitigate these risks and challenges. Unfortunately, template contracts found online just do not do that. Now, you wrote a fantastic article on Medium.com about the legal need with a startup. Uh, Can you share some of the essential things that startups need to have in place? Well, first of all, thank you for reading my article. Um, some of partners and investors obtaining licenses and permits, registering trademarks, copyrights, and patents, having hiring and firing checklists, having employment contracts, having independent contractor contracts, and an employee handbook. Um, You should also have contracts with your clients and website contracts. Um, In my opinion, one of the most important legal documents that a startup should have is a contract with clients. Um, These really help define the relationship and the rights and obligations of each party. Um, These contracts also specify how you will solve disputes and where, which can potentially save on litigation costs in the long run. And that's why these are so important. Now, let's talk a little bit more about the contracts that you should have in place with your clients. For listeners that have their own online coaching business or own website design or consulting business online, this is extremely important since all the work is done through your online distribution. So what sections would you recommend these entrepreneurs and business owners have in place in the contracts that they have with their clients? Um, So when you're having contracts with your clients, um, good sections to include would be exactly what you're going to deliver to the client, 
when you're going to deliver it, how much it's going to cost, what the payment provisions are, whether or not you're providing um, any types of warranties on your work, how you're going to solve your disputes, and where you're going to solve your disputes. Um, So if you're, for example, in Chicago and you're building a website for somebody who's in California, you'll want to make sure that any dispute resolution will take place in Chicago just because it's going to be so expensive for you to ship all the evidence, fly out your employees, or even fly out yourself to California to defend a lawsuit. Um, So actually specifying the place where lawsuits or dispute resolutions take place can save a lot of money. Now, another very important area is how do you protect the content that you create and your intellectual property online? And you need to be very careful in this area, even with stock pictures, make sure that you own the rights to the pictures that you use on your online platform, your website. There's also royalty-free stock pictures that you can use. Um, I have a couple of sources on my resources page on my website. Pixabay is one of them. But let's talk about how can online business owners and entrepreneurs protect their content that they they create and their intellectual property on their website online? Um, So there are a few solutions um, to that type of issue. Um, So first, you can copyright and trademark your intellectual property. So this is by far the best way to protect your intellectual property. Um, If you do so and then somebody steals your property, um, you can sue them. Now, in terms of another thing that you could do that costs very little, Um, In your website terms and conditions, you can have a provision that specifies an email where someone can contact you if they see that someone else is infringing on your copyrights and trademarks. As an online entrepreneur instructing a business virtually, you'll be working with graphic designers and online business development partners and as well as marketing partners and also with many freelance professionals. What contracts would you recommend uh, that someone would have in place with these partners? So if these are partners that are not receiving an equity stake, then you should have a referral partnership agreement. A referral partnership agreement says, sets forth the rules and obligations for your engagement with these partners. Sections that are very useful and beneficial include payments and commissions, when one is entitled to a payment, what happens if the referral client does not pay, how you will solve disputes, what types of warranties you will provide, and what are the responsibilities of the referral partners. When one enters into a referral partnership, it is easy to quickly forget what the terms of the partnership were. Having a contract prevents that memory from fading. Also, when you have a contract, you're almost forced to think through the different possibilities. The contract provides guidance on what to do in situations that you normally would not know what to do in. For example, what if the client that was referred to you does not pay? Is the referral partner still entitled to the commission or payment? If you did not talk about this at the time of entering into the agreement, then it could potentially be a very big dispute. But if you have a contract, then you just look at the contract and see what you need to do. You mentioned the partners and equity partners. So what are some of the contracts that you would recommend entrepreneurs and business owners have set up at the start of a business with equity partners? So partnership contracts are actually one of the most important parts of a business. 
the issue that often comes up with partnerships is that everyone is a friend at the beginning. But when money starts getting involved, relationships can quickly sour. If you have partners, I absolutely recommend having a partnership contract. This can take the form of an operating agreement or bylaws if you are an LLC or a corporation. Partnership contracts are, are excellent because they force you to work with your partners to solve certain problems even before you start your business. You can even use the partnership contract process to gauge how your partners will solve problems in the future and if anyone has a secret agenda or motivations that you did not know about. So a good uh, thing to have in place is a buy-sell, right? That's correct. Can you explain just a little bit how a buy-sell would work if you set that up with a business partner in the beginning? Of course. So um, let's say we're in business for five years together and I want to leave for whatever reason. Well, who do I sell my shares to? I can sell them to a third party who my partners do not know and who might be a terrible business person or um, our operating agreement can bind me to um, sell my shares to one of the existing partners. So essentially what happens is when I want to leave, I have to present these shares to my partners or to the company itself, and they have the first right to buy or not to buy. And if they decide to buy, they can do so. And if they decide not to buy, I can go to a third party and sell it to them. Um, One of the big issues with buy-sell agreements is acquiring funding. Um, You know, and acquiring funding can, can come from either a loan from a bank. It can come from one of the partners. Um, But essentially, it enables the business to be run as smoothly as possible when one of the partners wants to leave. Yeah, the contract with your partner is extremely important just so that everything is outlined, you guys are on the same page, and all your agreements are in writing. Now, also, you have to plan for worst-case scenarios as well. These buy-sell agreements can also be used in an event of one partner passing away. So all of those things are up front. Everything is in writing, and every there's a contingency plan for the business in case something should happen to the partner. You never want to think about these things, but it's very, very good to think about them and plan according for them. So there's a contingency plan and a business continuation strategy in place if something should happen. That's correct. A lot of times, um, companies will take out life insurance policies on the owners. And if somebody unfortunately dies or something like that, um, the life insurance proceeds are used to buy their shares. Donato, what's the best advice you've ever received and the most important lesson that you've learned on your journey? So the best advice and the most important lesson that I have learned is to never give up. I'm originally from Lithuania and grew up with very little opportunities and many setbacks. I think that if you can keep on going and keep on striving to get better, then nothing can stop you. Um, So don't give up. One of the questions that I always ask my guests is just focusing on passing down values and principles to future generations. So if you cannot pass on any money to children and future grandchildren, and you are only allowed to pass on three principles for them to build wealth, what would they be? First, have a savings account and contribute to it regularly. 
Uh, second, start to save for retirement early. And third, don't spend your money on nonsense. Very good. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> uh, now, are there any books that you would recommend that uh, some of my listeners can just learn a little bit more about um, just all these legal issues and checklists uh, that we have discussed when starting a, a business online or offline? If you're interested in legal information, I would say go on to a reputable attorney's blog. Um, so, for example, my blog, I write a lot of good tips and tricks and things like that that people can use. It's very difficult to replace an attorney's advice with a book, um, merely because attorney's advice kind of takes everything specifically from your business. Um, so it actually tailors that advice based on your business. But if you do want to learn more about business in general, or how attorneys should appear, or actually how other professionals should be treating you as a client. Um, the first book is The Trusted Advisor um, by David H. Meister. Um, the second book is Rules of Thumb by Alan M. Weber. And these books are just excellent um, advice, just on business in general. Um, and I know this is not a book, but I read Inc. Magazine uh, every month, and it, it has a lot of very amazing tips for professionals and for business owners. Thank you for sharing that. Now, how can my audience learn sure. more about you and your, your company and st keep informed of all the projects that you're involved with? So you can learn more at www.agencyattorneys.com. I'm also pretty active on social media, and my handle is at Agency Attorneys. Um, I'm also available to talk by email at Donata at AgencyAttorneys.com and by phone at 312-391-4341. And I'm more than happy to talk to people um, regarding legal issues, and I offer a 30-minute free consultation. Well, Donata, thank you so much for coming on the show and just sharing your journey and providing so much value around a very, very important topic. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me and my guest today, Donata Kelly-Nate. Remember to grab your free book download from Audible. You can download any book for free when you try Audible for 30 days. You can grab your free trial and audio book download at cashflowninja.com forward slash free book download and please support our show doing your shopping on amazon through our homepage at cashflowninja.com forward slash amazon and remember to join our community and mailing list by texting the word cashflow ninja one word all capitalized to four four two 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 that's two fours and three twos as always guys if there's any way that i can provide more value to you and serve you better please go to our contact page and send me an email. If you have any ideas for our Wisdom Wednesday episodes as well, please reach out to me and send me an email. That's our show, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. You have been listening to the Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubscher, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, CashflowNinja.com. 
This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.